This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and this is the regular show of Three Peeps in a Podcast. How it all started eight years ago. My co-host is Rich. He is with me. Rich, we caught up a few weeks ago. We we actually had our bespoke quizzes, a new quiz venture in Bristol come on and actually wrote a quiz for us. And you really enjoyed that, didn't you? I enjoyed it because I was victorious, Patch, as you well know. Yeah, I don't have to go into the details of that. But uh, the general consensus of the quiz, he, he constructed a quiz for us, which is exactly what he does, is bespoke quizzes. So, uh, yeah, and we've had lots of lots of good feedback on that one. Well, it was, it was a clever quiz. You know, anyone could do a quiz, can't they, just off the internet. But he does, like you say, he writes per, I don't know, per person kind of. Requirements. Pers- per, yeah, personality-wise, location-wise. Age. Occasion-wise, yeah. Very, very good. Etc. Etc. And then coming up uh, next week, that will be episode 199 next week. Return to Fear at Avon Valley. We've been a few times, Rich, haven't we? And it it always throws up something different. Oh, we've loved. Well, I think I say every time we go, when we kind of describe what we went through, is so well put together, so well made in, just like a little sideshow kind of thing with little stores. It is a proper constructed kind of three worlds, isn't it? Kind of yeah. And the acting, the acting is, oh, yeah, is second yeah. to none as well. Where they where they find, they must have I don't know how many, but thirty odd actors in each of these mazes. Well, not I each guess, of the mazes, but in total. I'm guessing they keep the same crowd squad. Yeah, each year. So, yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. Hopefully, the rain uh, stay off. Yeah, well, exactly. But we'll be joined by uh, Ian from Longwell Records, and he's absolutely wetting himself. Is a polite way of putting it. What, with excitement or with fear? With fear. Right, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. The name's on the tin. Yeah, absolutely. Now, looking forward to that. But um, this is uh, World Mental Health Week, Rich. I don't know if you're aware of that. We've done a few things mm. in work for that. And we always start our Robin's Review podcast, which is post-match reaction to every city game, with how are you out of 10? So I'm going to come to you first, Rich. How are you out of 10? Steady seven, I think. Okay. After, after, I've still had a really good weekend away, a long weekend away. So to come back to work, and today is office day. So it's probably the first day back in the office where it's rained and it's darker yeah. as well. So there's traffic and it's, I'm so used to just walking up three steps to my garden room. So yeah, yeah not really enjoying back in the commute. No, no. I feel you on that one. Um, I'm probably an eight, actually. Uh, I, I'm off on a little holiday tomorrow. I'm taking the, the family to forest holidays in the Forest of Dean. Oh, uh, just the four of us, three three nights. Got a little log cabin with a hot tub and log burner and all of that type of vibe. So um, so looking forward to a little break. Is that off the grid or have you ensured there's Wi-Fi there? 
there is Wi-Fi, um, and I've even gone for a premium in premium in cabin service, which <laughs> in uh, I'm, I'm reliably informed is like Sky Sports and movie packages and all of that. So uh, yeah, plenty to do in indoors and the great outdoors. Uh, so so I'm an eight. Uh, we'll bring our guest in at this point, and this is a, a school friend from the Grange School in Warmley back when I was eleven. So we're talking a, quite a while ago, and that is Ben Pope. Ben, how are you out of ten? Uh, mentally, an eight. Yeah. Physically, the body's <laughs> struggling, so I'm going to say a five for my body. Right. Well, yeah. No, I'm feeling you on that as well. But when we go over that typical, that ripe old age of of forty two, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, well, Rich is Rich is actually how old do you think Rich is, Ben? Just looking at him now. Uh, ooh, I'm going to say thirty eight. That's his party trick, Rich. <laughs> that, uh, fifty two, Ben. What? Um, I, I left. <laughs> I left. I left the. I left the Grange, nineteen eighty-seven. Ten no years. Ten years way. before you did. Have yeah. you got a filter on this camera? <laughs> it's no, all real. He hasn't. It's kind of his thing. He. He's. Uh, have you ever seen the film Benjamin Button? That's yes, base, I have. It's basically rich. Um, Rocking yeah. downwards. Absolutely unbelievable. And that's, um, and that's what. And that's with a nineteen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old daughter. So. When we had uh, when we had actor and comedian David Earl um, of uh, Afterlife and Derek fame on the podcast, he spent about ten minutes interviewing Rich about his skincare routine and his <laughs> what <My> he eats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there we go. It's got got a bit a uh, bit lackadaisy recently, but no, I'm still I looking good on it. Good Rich. summer. Yeah, still looking good on it. But you, Ben, Ben, um, as I say, went to the Grange School in Warmead together, and you you said you said about your how you feel physically. My memories of you in pri- primary in secondary school is going on Global Guts for Nickelodeon, and you like oh. made it all the way to the finals. And I think you even won it, didn't you? Uh yeah, won a gold medal on the show. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. it was that was amazing. Uh, me and Nick Morgan, we both went over. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so what, what the hell is Global Guts? Oh, yeah, probably we actually we better clear that up because it sounds quite uh, Fear at Avon Valley-ish at the moment, Global Guts. <laughs> what, how do you describe it? It's a bit like Ninja Warrior, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like a, a children's Ninja Warrior straight gladiators. Um, they took uh, each country um, that was participating, had 12 um, children uh, competing against each other. So six boys and six girls representing um, their country. We uh, had to represent the UK, so I was fortunate enough to be one of six representing the UK. Uh, I went up against a Spanish boy and a Portuguese girl, um, and I won a gold medal. And the UK won eight out of 12 gold medals, so we won the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, we smashed it. Absolutely. Brilliant. Oh, great stuff. That was a little dip in the toe in the water of what was to come for you, Ben, because uh, many years later, you are now uh, a mainstay on um, on BBC One's Garden Rescue, which, uh, you know, it's, um, it's something that has become very popular. Charlie Dimmock is obviously the, the, the anchor, the host of that show. But before we get into that, how did you go from, from a... A sportsman, because you were quite sporty, weren't you? You played, I think you played for Bristol Rovers, um, which, yeah. Yeah, as we know, that's not sporty. But, um, <laughs> but you were quite sporty and and you know good at school and all of that. Where, how did you shift and where did you? How did you get into the gardening world? Um, when I was fourteen and fifteen, uh, I I just wanted um, I don't know, like a school holiday job. 
I, I wanted to earn a bit of money. I wanted a, I, well, when I was 16, I wanted to buy a moped. So I planned ahead. Uh, asked my dad's friends if they had any work going. And one of them was doing landscape gardening. Absolutely loved it. So every weekend or every school holiday, I'd just be doing landscape gardening. Um, things didn't work out in college. Uh, illness, glandular fever, and breaking my arm and finger. I just had to find a career. Uh, went back into gardening and didn't really look back. Started up a business and, yeah, things went on from there. Wow. I didn't realize it was quite so early on in your life, 14, 15. Yeah. What is it, what is it you really liked about it? Just being in the outdoors or the actual, you know, getting your, getting your hands to different parts of, you know, landscaping and all that? I, I did try loads of jobs because my mum and dad didn't want me to be a landscaper. I understood that pretty early. <laughs> uh, I found out I couldn't sit behind a desk. I needed to be outside. I needed to be working with my hands and, I, I felt I was quite good at landscaping. It, it's a combination of being a carpenter, being a builder. Um, you, you get to change people's gardens, which nowadays is an outdoor room for them as well. Yeah. Uh, it's being used more and more. Uh, I've adapted to the surroundings. COVID was tough, but I absolutely love my job. Every day is different. And that's what I love about it. Oh, fantastic. You, you've had a bit of work done in your garden, Rich, and you've gone for the garden room scenario, which during yeah. COVID and, you know, coming out of COVID, coming out of lockdown, people, I think, started to value their gardens and their, their outdoor space a lot more. Well, it's like Ben said, I think people do classes like a second room, don't they? Because it's somewhere people hang out more. Obviously, artificial grass is a lot popular now and it's quite, it's good quality now. So people can keep their gardens in good shape. Yeah, the garden room was obviously a working from home thing. But it's now turned into somewhere that I can escape the curse. Uh, wife can escape the wife, uh, the kids, etc. I've got TV. You say wives? Then <laughs> yeah, my several wives. <laughs> oh, got, yeah, I got, I got one. Got one for the garden room. One, one for the house. <laughs> but, but even even last night, I slept in the garden room because my eldest got a cough, and I Bloody hell. I'm a bit of a light sleeper. So once once I hear a cough, I I'm then waiting for it to go again. So I slept in the garden room last night. So yeah, it doubles up quite nicely. Love that. Um, so you you got into it quite quite early on and started your own business and you just sort of how do you grow that how do you start that out is it word of mouth recommendation is that how you kind of what you relied on uh yeah i've never advertised uh my main thing that i started off with was grass cutting um i i just went out and grass cut and then all of a sudden, the neighbours come out. Oh, could you quickly do my lawn? Could you do this? Uh, I try that with my neighbours, and they never cut my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it it just started out as a grass-cutting route. And then from there, I taught myself how to lay patios, how to do the fencing, how to just landscape gardens, watching videos, and just self-taught all the way through. Wow. But at the start, I realised I just couldn't cut lawns i i have to do more the winters are tough and people think it's a seasonal job but there's all the trees to prune they're setting up ready for the new year so it, it is a, a full year-long job and um it's just finding the balance of what jobs you can do at the right time in the year that's a really good point yeah because you think it's seasonal but as you say there's always something there's always something that can be going on in the in the gardens is it is there's types of jobs throughout the year. So if it's sort of summer, I guess that's when people use their gardens more, but you almost have to plan ahead for this for the summer to come, I would have thought. 
Absolutely. And that's what gets me through the winters. Uh, going into garden transformations really stepped up my company. Uh, we, we now do gardens that could take up to six months to finish. So people want them ready for springtime so they can go out and enjoy it all spring, summer and early autumn. Um, so a lot of planning goes through it, but that takes me all the way through the winter months. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this delve into TV. Um, how did it come about? Did, was it right place, right time? Did you happen to do the garden of someone at the BBC? How did it all work? <laughs> no, uh, I came home uh, just from a hard day's work and there was a voicemail and it was on my house phone. It was from... That's novel, isn't it? House phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was from... A gentleman called Andy Dean and a lady called Teresa Watts, they left me a voicemail asking if I would be interested in going to BBC Studios uh, for an interview to go for Landscaper on the show. Um, they they invited, I believe, about 20 to come oh, along. Right. Okay, so they've obviously found some regionally and, and, and gone through that way. Yeah, I, I, I went in for an interview, showed them uh, what I could do. Um, a few videos, pictures, portfolio, and just spoke to them about me as a character as well. And then I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity. I went on the show for two years as a landscaper, loved it, but realized pretty quickly I wanted more. I wanted to step up and I put myself forward to be the project manager on there. And then for the last three years, I've been the project manager on the show. And when did the when did the initial um, job start? The landscaper. How long ago was uh, that? Five years ago. Five years ago. Wow. Jesus. And it was was it Charlie Dimmock involved from the very start? Right oh. from the start. Yeah. So right. see, so she was it. Ground. It was ground force that she started out on with Alan Titchmarsh and the crew. And Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy, of course. Yeah. Is that something you watched back then and used to watch and absolutely? Take... Yeah, with the parents, they had it on. Um, you should take it all in, and uh, she's just fantastic. I I cannot praise Charlie Dimmock enough. Um, the support she gives every single person on the show is unbelievable. From me being a nervous landscaper coming on, she made me feel welcome from that first second. Uh, with a camera in your face, she's just giving you guidance on how to just relax, be yourself. Don't try and be anybody else but yourself. But get the work done quick because we only got two days to build the start. <laughs> but, but they are really popular programs, aren't they? These these aren't programs tucked away at midday. Is it? This is like proper evening viewing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah been popular it's, for years. It's it's hitting uh, prime time viewing. Uh, unfortunate because we're the only show I believe, other than Gardener's World, that's been recommissioned. Uh, all the other gardening shows are disappearing at the moment. Um, so yeah, we must be doing something right. When that first phone call come through, on you had the voice message. Did you believe it straight away, or did you kind of no? Someone was wound you up. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it was one of my friends just uh, joking around. Didn't take it seriously. It took me about a week to ring them back, and then yeah, they confirmed. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they're like, Patch. You, you've <laughs> the lads. So, um, it, it they confirmed, and I went for the interview, and it was all good. All Fair good. Enough. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So five years ago and then through to today, do you, how do you, how do you get picked up 
on the show in terms of is it regional you you do the ones that are in the southwest or do you go all over the country no we uh so there's two teams two teams travel around the country together Mm -hmm. uh we have two days to build the whole garden so that's myself and three landscapers and then the presenters come on the second day so on the day one we have to get all the hard landscaping done the patios the decking uh any uh framework that needs to go up gazebos uh, pergolas it whole, pretty much has to be done on that first day right. presenters come in get in the way talk a load of rubbish and just <laughs> take all the credit oh jesus so you're involved in every, every single production of it then you're involved in every single one yeah pretty much yeah okay. I, I get given uh both presenters designs right. i have to tell them if it's feasible and um, whether it's in budget Okay. Uh, so the the clients or the customers that you see on TV, they give over their hard earned money. All of that money goes on materials. Right. The rest is funded by the BBC and Spun Gold TV. So okay. all our wages, the designs, everything is paid for by them. All of the money that is given to me, I spend all on materials to try and make their dream garden. Wow. That's that's amazing. What a great concept. And, you know, I can remember Ground Force being so popular all those years ago because it that was quite quite a while ago, wasn't it? Early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. And, and then and now it's all sort, some some of these sort of things, but in different guises coming back around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Definitely. No, no, that's brilliant, mate. And you must have made quite a lot of connections, quite a lot of friends through doing this. I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good networking with uh, like-minded people. Uh, meeting friends from all around the country, keeping in contact with uh, people's gardens you've done for them. They send you messages. They send you a picture like a year later. And just it's making people happy, changing their lives in, uh, for the better, I believe, as well. Yeah. Do you ever, would, would you ever cross over into some of the other sort of non-garden? Because a lot of it's, you know, the carpentry stuff you do. There's all always those ones where they go in and change like you know, someone's downstairs to make it more livable for them if they've got a, a disability or something like that. Is there is there a crossover at all? Yeah, I I, I went to one of the DIY SOSs. That's what uh, I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, to try and help out. Um, they they had way too many people there. So many people volunteered. It was right by Southmead Hospital. Okay. When um, one went on there and there was just too many people but um if i can help out i i believe skill set i've I've got enough knowledge and over my hands that i could cross over into uh one of those different trades but landscaping covers most of them as well yeah it's interesting what you're saying about charlie dimmock as well because watching her on the tv even back then and now she just seems like she's completely being herself she's she must be as you say so easy to get on with and that settles people like yourself in to just think right there is a camera on us but we're just going to do our job and uh and and do it well it is it's not only the team that she helps out it's the the nervous uh we call them contributors so the couple the family whoever's going to be on tv you see some of them and they're they're shaking they're they're, they're panicking as soon as that camera's on them charlie just she calms them down. She starts chatting to them about mm. something that they're interested in. And she just makes good TV. She's just absolutely fantastic. She is the show. However, we were there. We're just on the site. She's the show. And we're there just to like walk behind her. 
Brilliant. Love that. So for those who don't know, where where can they see Garden Rescue? Obviously, what is it on a specific night, specific time? Obviously, it's BBC iPlayer, but uh, is it is it on now for a certain run or? Uh, so season eight has just uh, been on TV this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe they've shown all of them. It normally starts about April or May, and then they have a little break in the summer, and then it starts again uh, yeah, late summer, early autumn. Um, they've just finished the 35 shows that were filmed last year. You can catch most of them up on the iPlayer. Uh, they're online. Loads of recordings are on there as well. We filmed Series 9 this year, and then that will be shown um, again April, May time. And we're just waiting for news to see if it's been recommissioned for next year. Oh, wow. Awesome. But let's face it, most people watch their TV on demand these days anyway. So it's BBC iPlayer, and you can see lots and lots of different episodes all over the country. And I guess... There's, there has to be some similarities because they're all gardens, but I get uh, there must be a wide range of of small gardens, big gardens. What's the what's one that sort of sticks out for you? If 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 someone asked you for one that was like a uh, one you were particularly proud of, or was it the impact it had on someone? Is there one that sticks out? It, I did one uh, weirdly enough in Downend um, okay. about three years ago. And the reason it stood out for me was we really challenged ourselves as a team uh, to get everything done in those two days. There was a a pergola made out of uh, oak, um, which is really difficult to work with, and loads of details put in there. A huge patio built, loads of seating built everywhere, uh, a swing seat, um, a whole new turf paths of vegetable uh patch as well um but before all that happened we had to completely rip out the existing garden so to get it all done in two days and the best thing was i could drive home as well and have tea because <laughs> in an hotel uh that for me was one of the standout ones um but we have also done gardens for uh people that really need the help mm. um they, they haven't they haven't got much, and that um, two and a half thousand pound they've they've saved for years just to get that up together, and then we completely transform their garden, and it makes you so emotional just watching the reveal and seeing how it's going to change uh, for not only them, their children, and growing up, mm-hmm. and they're thoroughly going to enjoy it all the way through. I, I guess you, I guess you'd ever have one of those um, change room instance where they don't actually like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't not, not that's on, been brought to broadcast. No, <laughs> I I haven't um on my team just yet. We're, we did have one where the lady we, we couldn't work out if she liked it or not, but I just think she was like that anyway. Um <laughs> it, it it just we haven't had anyone come back and say, Oh, we don't like it, can you change it? Um that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Brilliant. So Ben, how do you juggle your 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 uh tv career with with brp garden services uh it's been difficult i've i've had to uh downgrade uh years ago the company was a lot bigger um something had to give so i had to concentrate on traveling around the country when i can't be there i i I can't be in control all the time so Mm. it is the company's got smaller 
but everything's got bigger for me uh working on tv and yeah trying to sort out my social media and everything else well talking of social media i i happen to look because we've been trying to get this podcast done for for a few months now and i hadn't noticed your instagram account well, obviously, I noticed the Instagram account, but I hadn't noticed the number of followers. 743,000 followers on Instagram. Now, that's got to be up there with the top top Bristol, you know, in terms of Bristol people. That's got to be up there in terms of uh, terms of the highest. How Honestly, did that happen? What what was the, when did it sort of what's the trajectory? Um, it, it went pretty crazy. Um as soon as Garden Rescue was on the TV, I started watching a few videos and seeing how I could up my followers. It had started this year, I think I had about 1,200. Um, I wanted to do something. I, I wanted to concentrate on one platform as well. So I just started putting posts about the show and quirky little videos, like a little snippet from something funny that had happened on there. And then uh, pictures that I had taken. Um, from that build with me and the team there might be uh one of the presenters on there as well using the buzzwords or hashtags and then i just saw it go up to five thousand and then all of a sudden the next post went up to 10 and then before i knew it we're on like the fifth or sixth episode and it went up to fifty thousand. the jump up from fifty thousand to where it is now i don't know how that's happened and i checked my phone and like there'd be another 10,000 followers on there and I haven't even done anything. Um, I honestly don't know how it's got like that. Uh, but I got to now work out what I should do with it. <laughs> Blimey. So uh, there must be, there's, there's so many people out there that are willing to help you with their, with your social media, but often they want something, you know, something in return. Um, but yeah, that's, what that's yeah, that's no, fine. absolutely. So if anyone is listening who, who, um, can help i think uh i think that would be great to come forward and just give a few pointers but to be fair mate you're doing all right by yourself yeah sounds like it thank you thank <laughs> you brilliant no i love that so the fu- the future you know hopefully season 10 gets gets commissioned and and you can continue on this journey because it's clearly something i can see see it in in your face in your voice it's something that has would you say has changed your life over the last five years absolutely um it's changed it dramatically um i you you knew me in school i was always somebody i love sport but apart from that if we did a drama class i'll be at the back i i couldn't even get up and talk in front of the class um i was always shy i i never thought i would want to be in front of the camera talking about what i'm doing Mm -hmm. uh but i absolutely love it now it's it's fantastic and i don't know what the next step is but i'm enjoying this journey that i'm on keep it going mate because uh it is fantastic to see uh you know particularly someone that you went to school with doing well but someone from bristol that's how this podcast sort of started out really was celebrating bristol and then it was celebrating the people of bristol events in bristol so it's great to it's great to see you doing doing so well rich isn't it it's brilliant like you say like it's we love to a good Story, story that comes from Bristol, yeah. Not a new story, but a good wholesome story that comes from Bristol, especially someone you know went to school as patch as well. So that's you know, more you feel more proud as well, don't you? That someone you actually rub shoulders with at school has gone on to be on TV and 
made a name for themselves. In Doing the something road. he enjoys, yeah, not, but, not, yeah, but uh, in, not on Towie or something like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he's, he's, actually, he's actually made famous for having and a talent. You didn't like just go on Love Island or something like that. You've actually got a talent and you're showing people your talent on primetime TV, which is brilliant. Reality TV next, though, Ben. You'll be getting called up on hey, the hey, all sorts. Hey, hey. Uh, the, the, wife, the wife wants me to go on um, I'm a whatever it is, celebrity, get me out of there. Uh, it's, yeah. is, is, that, that just, is that just so you can tidy up the jungle? Like, can... Probably would be, yeah. I'll take a strimmer with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, love that, love that. Brilliant, good stuff. Right, well, we'll we'll come on to some of our more regular segments now, and um, and then finish off with uh, with a bit more about um about yourself, Ben. But uh, one of our regular segments is called Room of Doom, and now we've put stuff in here that annoys us. Um, we've done it for the last 197 episodes. So we, we kind of start to run out, you'd have thought, but there's always something. Um, so I, I'm going to kick off and, uh, it's people that walk around supermarkets at one mile an hour. Uh, so constantly stopping, getting in the way. Uh, I like to be in and out of, a, of any shop. I don't like to be in there any longer than I need to be. So yeah, people that clog up the aisles. Um, pondering over whether to go for smoked or unsmoked bacon or whatever they're trying to pick, but yeah, it's it, people generally being slow for me. Rich is right. uh, is is a problem on on the roads, in the aisles, walking uh, down the pavements. So I, I was I wasn't asked the question. You obviously know why people are stopping at supermarket in the aisles. They are they are shopping. They are picking up stuff. Well, they are, but this is supermarkets. This is supermarket suite. We got a, <laughs> it's got a load of trolley with stuff. Well, I keep looking for the inflatables. <laughs> Del Winton, <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah, so the whole generations like what the hell supermarket suite? Oh, did uh, it has been re? It was done with oh, was Roy, it? Yeah, done with Ryland and his teeth. Oh, there we are then. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, people people walking at a much slower speed to me. That's my entry. <laughs> uh, Rich, what's yours? Um, people who stand up immediately after the plane has landed. So rather than waiting for the steps to come to the door or it to be connected to the terminal, whatever it is, mm. they just get up, start opening the lockers, get out their suitcases, bash someone around the face. Yeah. Just, just wait until the doors are open. You're told to leave and then yeah. get up. Maybe, it's, maybe they should do it. That the rules are, you obviously got to get up in seat order. You can't like sequence. You can't jump over somebody, but it's like the first six hours, please stand up. Now. No, just, it's like being at school, but, but it works. What, what makes me laugh is I've been in those situations and, and then you're at the carousel at the exact same time as the person that was the first person to get up, get their bag and, and walk off. So they've, they've gained nothing, literally I think, nothing. I, I, think, I, I think it's probably the same as when people are obviously in the departure lounge when they start queuing there as well. You got your yeah. seat. It like the old days, EasyJet, you had to run on and get your seat, like choose yeah. a seat. So one thing... So I've I've been on EasyJet flights. So I've got an office in Edinburgh. When we go up to there, I've got a I've got a carry on. I don't I don't bother checking it in. But they often will run out of space in the overhead lockers. That's the only reason that I would stand and queue so that I'm on and get I I'm able to get my stuff up on a overhead near me because I need right. to get my charger out of it or, or or something or a laptop or whatever. But apart from that, I'm absolutely with you on the on the queuing and the departure lounges. But uh, good stuff, right, Ben? What have you got? It must be lots of things that uh, that you can pick from. Um, one of the things that's getting on my nerves at the moment. Price of flapjacks. Is... 
it's actually in a supermarket um or it happens in b&q as well but self checkout tills oh um, yeah they're rubbish i don't know if anyone's spoken about this before but they're meant to quicken things up i don't know why but every single time i go to a self checkout till i still got to get somebody to come over yep. to punch in a code so i can actually walk away where we'll just put someone back on a till that if it's something explosive or alcoholic or something yeah. that needs uh some id Nights. and and then you put it in the bagging area and it doesn't recognize it. It's a it's a yeah. blooming nightmare. Oh, it, I was in B&Q and just buying some weed killer and they got to come and check it that I'm not making a bomb out of it. It's, <laughs> oh, like, it's yeah, self-checkout tills. They do my head in. Oh, mate, that is a good entry. I can't remember if we've had that or not, Rich. Well, the one I've, I do suffer with this in Audi is when it, it doesn't recognize what you've put in the bag. or Yeah. Know, like, or you put the bag in and say, please remove the bag. You read yeah. the bag. Where are you going to put it then? Where are you going to put your stuff in? So it, yeah, it's it is pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah, that is a great that is a great shout. Um, so so Ben's uh, self checkouts in anywhere really. Um, Rich, remind me what yours was. People queuing. Uh, well, people standing up on a plane just literally as soon as it lands or comes to a stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, and mine is mine is people walking slowly in general, but I specifically around shops and supermarkets and, and things like that uh right so i'm gonna vote i'll vote for ben i think that's fantastic i i don't like if there's an option of a self-checkout or or, or a person i will always go for the person and i'd ha- I happily queue for a little bit longer as well um so yeah good my, my, my complaint about self-checkout as well is sure you should get some sort of like discount because you've stripped yourself because surely you're, well, you're paying you're not, you're not paying the wages of a check, uh, cashier yeah. are you, so. yeah, that's a very good point very good point All right. yeah um, maybe you can take that one forward Rich with I will so I Asda or Tesco or Sainsbury's uh, Rich who are you going to vote for I'll go for Ben as well A what was yours again uh, walking slow I mean there are you've got to remember there are families and old people in supermarkets perhaps you can't rush them yeah I know Right. Just because you're six foot eight, whatever your toy you are, and you walk walk really fast. <laughs> I've got long legs. I think that's that's, that's yeah. my curse. Yeah, you you stride round. Some people, uh, have, to take, some people have to take their time, don't they? Looking at well, the, ever, uh, like, and they've got more like time. That. They've got more time than I have in general. Yeah. I think yeah, they've, as well. They've, so. pla- they've planned ahead. You've gone yeah. in last minute. Yeah, bullet a gate. Okay. Um, and then Ben, you've got you've got to choose between me and Rich on this. Um, I'm going to go with Rich's being on a plane. That really does irritate me. Uh, yeah. people standing up like so quick yeah yeah it, it, yeah. Cheers, yeah man. good stuff good choice right so rumor doom rich have you got a rant for us any rants going on rich is a professional rant ranter <laughs> ben as you might have worked out it's just it's just the sudden new thing that you're allowed to park on w lines like i go for kingsham now and again on the high street and there's cars just double parked each side outside the kebab shop or outside the courtyard like the wine bar was good it's just like i don't know if there's a lack of Parking attendants now, or but we'll just <laughs> don't, see. don't put more traffic wardens on the road. But people Christ. just park right there has lights on, which means you can park anywhere if you put the lights on. But it's also parking on corners as well, and that is that's like for the night. And it's like oh. proper parking. They just park. You grind a bend. You got like kind of almost, almost going to the right hand lane. I had a, I had an I, 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 know, I know there's more cars on the roads and more commercial vans things out, but it's just yeah. the parking's got ridiculous. Now. One day it's just going to choke the streets. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed there, to park on double lines. There'll be there'll be a fire in one street and the fire engine won't be able to get through. Yeah. It'll happen. Here's here's one for you. So um the pavement round the corner, uh someone was 
in the car, parked up on the curb, and there was like brambles hanging hanging down, and, and I'm walking towards it, and I can't I can't get through. I I could have easily walked around, but and into the road, but yeah. I just sort of looked at him, and it's like, what are you doing? He could have easily just parked on the road, and I could have then used the pavement as it was as it was intended. My dad always made a point of clipping the kind of wing mirror as he walked past, <laughs> but you know, bit, bit forcefully. So if he's like pushing like my kids back in the day, like you no, know, his grandkids, and he yeah. obviously can't get can't get a pram past it. Just sort of stared at him a little bit, and he did move. To be fair, which was nice. Um, right. So another one is recommendations. There's so much TV to watch. Obviously, um, everyone is currently watching uh, Gardening Garden Rescue at the moment. <laughs> Um, so apart from recommending that, uh, Ben, I'm interested to know what you probably don't get much time with your schedule, but, uh, what do you like to watch on the TV? What are you watching at the moment? Um, I'm loving a bit of Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Really binge watch that with the wife. That has been a very, very good show. Kevin Costner, Mm -hmm. super, absolutely brilliant show that. And there's quite a... There's other shows in that world, isn't there? In terms of, um, yeah. is it ninety? Is it? I can't remember the, the year. Twenty-three or something. Something like that. Um, yeah. With uh, Helen Mirren, is it? Helen Mirren. That's it. Yeah, that was superb. Um, with the with Indiana Jones in there as well. Yeah, also known as Harrison Ford. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> what, Brilliant. What, uh, what what platforms that on Ben? Paramount <laughs> on Paramount Ben on Paramount. <laughs> Yes, uh, Paramount, Paramount yeah. Plus. There you go, Rich. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to give a, a plug um, a plug to? Not really at the moment. Uh, we've just been binge watching that. We've uh, found a um, a new one on Netflix, Glitch. It's an Australian um, okay. one where uh, people, they come out of their graves. They've been dead. And we've just started watching that. And that seems right. really good. And where I used to live in Australia. It's a little I forgot you lived in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, when was that? Um, I came back uh, to start the green school. So I lived there for a year. Right. Um, That's it. Nine and 10. And uh, yeah, came back to Have England. Have you been back since? No, I really, really want to take family back over there. And right. that is, that's something that I need to do. So, okay. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Rich, what are you watching? Well, I've watched the first episode of Beckham on uh, Netflix, which is no, very good. We also all know we all know Sir Dave. So yeah, it's obviously he's had an interesting life at football as well. So yeah, I watched the first one, brilliant. No, as, as you'd expect, I think there's I think there's four in total. I think so. There's yeah. three more to go. Watch the I've, first. I've just got up to the to the red card and him arriving back in into. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's the first one in London. Yeah, yeah. So that's what. Yeah, that's one I've seen. No also, spoilers because everyone knows that happened. <laughs> but, uh, there's that I want to see the Giordano thing which I'm, like, I can't recommend it because I haven't seen it yet but I want to see good. that have you seen that have you? very good yep right, yeah, I've okay. seen that watch that uh, obviously the Jimmy Savile thing with Steve Coogan I also see very good yeah you, you, I, I, I actually that was because I'm a big Steve Coogan fan and just I've watched it and even though you think watching it thinking why am I watching this it's just compelling viewing to to, to understand what 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 he did and and i'm sure steve coogan will get some awards for it because you're actually watching it thinking it, it is actually jimmy savile yeah i've he's, seen clips he's so and good at it i don't know if you think what the reviews i've read is he's obviously amazing at it but the mm. story you don't you don't learn anything new that you haven't really seen um i think it just sort of 
you, you kind of heard about it, but to actually see some of it happen, you don't, you know, see it happen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you see like the, 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 um, or the dramatization, the, of it, the, the incident starting to occur, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, is, there, is there any like is there any like real footage slipped into yeah. it? it yeah, yeah, it's really well done. It's really well done. I I love I love true stories if you like because yeah, then you annoying. can because you'll go off to um you can watch go onto YouTube and actually see that clip that Steve Coogan's acted out yeah actually in real life um which is yeah it, it is done really well but I, I get it it's not for every, for everybody. Um, I've watched. I've been watching the Long Shadow, which is about yeah. York, well, yeah, York I've seen the first two. Yeah, I've seen the first two. I've yet to yet to continue into it. But, and uh, yeah, so far so good. The number of the number of actors, well known actors that pop yeah. up in that, and the cast is 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 fantastic. Uh, and again, with that, there's press conferences and um, stuff that they recreate, and you can go on YouTube and watch the actual press conference, yeah. and and you think like that actor even did even did that with his hair, or just a, they must have studied it in such depth that um that yeah it did just want to want to do it justice yeah so that's things i haven't seen yet but i'm recommending it because it looks good because everyone else is watching it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> on the bandwagon yeah 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 i i well it was i was gonna say yeah the the long shadow and um is it the reckoning i think it's called isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah certainly certainly compelling compelling viewing have you watched big brother rich i probably know the answer to this I won't. I wouldn't watch Big Brother if it was filmed in my front room. If it was like, if I could see it now, is it? Is it celebrity or is it? No, no, it's not. No, Ben's not in it. Uh, it's um, real. It's real life people. Um, something for everybody. Should we? Yeah. Should we just say that? So it ticks all the boxes. You've got every type of person in the world in there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I was a big fan of it when it came out, which was God knows when. Um, late nineties was it? I thought it was two thousand. Wasn't it the first one? Um, with um. Craig. Actually, you might know Craig. Do you know Craig from the I winner of Big Brother One? Haven't met him yet. No, because what what was he on? He was on something DIY. He's uh, Mr. DIY on social media. Yeah, but what was he? What was it? He went on to as a result of winning Big Brother. He was on a show, Ch- Changing Rooms, wasn't it? Was it not Changing Rooms with uh, Lawrence? It might have been. Yeah, yeah, I remember him being like the the personality that would come in and, and do some, do some carpentry or whatever it is he does. But yeah. the big brother, the big brother you're referring to was actually quite good back then. Cause it was like a experiment. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. It wasn't people. It, was, cameras it was brand new. And, um, you know, it was just compelling viewing cause it was so, so different, wasn't it? Yeah. But no, no, I haven't watched it patch. I, I, I've, I, would, I've, I would not watch it. I've watched the first few just out of curiosity. Um, and I, I'm kind of not gonna, I don't think I'll be returning returning to it either so um so yeah i'm not i'm not recommending it let's get good, that straight good um but no, all good so there's a few things for people to go away and watch yeah and watch now especially on these dark evenings now so yeah that was a question i had for ben really with your evenings drawing in do your your days get shorter or do they you do. or do you have a flood floodlight <laughs> uh i have used floodlights before when we have deadlines um but I must admit, it's it's quite nice being home at half four or five o'clock. Um, you're it balances out. You're you're working so hard through those summer months, um, the 10, 12 hour days that you're actually doing a, a seven hour, eight hour day. It is it's nice, and it's nice to get home to the family and spend some quality time with them. Brilliant. 
Excellent. Uh, so other other than spending time with the family and doing what you're doing with with uh, the TV and your and your business, what else do you like to do in your spare time? Um, I don't really get much spare time now. With do you get to children. follow any? Do you get to go and watch any sport or? No, I retired from football um, in my late twenties. I mm. decided to give it up um, and concentrate on my career. Um, so. It sounds weird, but I've never seen a non-league football game since that day. Um, Why? And who were you playing for? I I was only uh, non-league. I uh, I finished at Longwell Green at the time. Okay. Um, Sports. But yeah, I I played quite a bit non-league football. Um, so I'm not just blowing smoke, but you were a really good footballer. I I could kick it far, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit better than that. Nah, I I was just a little angry left back, wasn't I? I <laughs> I just I had to win at all costs. Um, loved the game. I just, yeah, yeah. I I I done all right. I done do you not right. miss? Do you not miss kicking a ball around? You must do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Um, but I just I put yeah the family before myself. So yeah, yeah. Okay. It's important sometimes. Right. Char- charity football match next year. You're gonna have to play. Oh. oh. You got, right. If you still I'll, got boots, I'll start stretching now. Then, <laughs> yeah, 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 still got the boots, still got a boot, still got Brilliant. some shin pads, or I'll get some Jack Grealish ones, the little ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They look. Uh, I think Alex Scott um, on his Instagram, he he had a little pair, and they're literally like, it's, yeah, like a bookmark. Yeah. Oh, I I can handle that. I was, yeah, I I love the tackle, so I don't put him anywhere near me. Mm. Talking of uh, celebrity football matches, when we did one a couple of years ago, Rich, Joe Sims was the manager, and he starts on Radio Bristol Breakfast Show on Monday morning. Monday, is it? What time's kickoff? Uh, 6 a.m., I think. 6 a.m. Yeah, He's got to get I, up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I, I try I try and tune in when I can, because when we played golf recently, didn't we, at the Knoll, and he stood mm. in, for, he'd done a bit of like comparing, didn't he, for about 10 minutes. It was hilarious. He could just, well, he wasn't like scripted, he just, he just talked. Well, it wasn't he? scripted, because I asked no. him to do it literally 10 seconds no, before no, yeah. he got up do you want to do the raffle joe yeah no worries so if he can do that when I'm br- now uh, if he can do that and bring it to the radio obviously with a bit of uh, structure to it it'd, it'd be brilliant it'd be hilarious yeah yeah i'm looking actually, forward to it i've got a story about uh joe oh crikey he used here we to go come and watch us uh play football when i was down bitten football club yeah so he would travel he, he loved a away uh fixture so they'd be able to come on the coach with us and we had quite a big following um they used to come on the first team coach and he would travel around everywhere with us uh oh, enjoyed a little beverage um yeah. one of the games we i don't know how it happened but a few of the players got injured in the warm-up um and we <laughs> ended up not having a substitute well joe said yeah yeah I'll, I'll go sub no problem at all so he puts the kit on comes out he ain't got any football boots. He's just wearing his Adidas like plimsolls. <laughs> it ends up somebody got injured and he had to come on and play. Wow. Oh, wow. It's like Bambi on ice. <laughs> I have surprised. never seen anything like it. Um, but uh, absolute gentleman and yeah, just what a character he is. Yeah, yeah. honestly. He is absolutely saying, yeah. Looking forward to looking forward to next week on BBC Radio Bristol Breakfast Show. Um, but Ben, um, thank you so much for for coming on and having a chat to us. And as I say, really proud of what what you've what you've achieved with your setting up your own business for a start. 
and doing something you really like to actually being on TV for people to watch and and share the, the impact that you've had on so many people. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, thank you, Patrick. That's lovely words. I really appreciate that. Yeah, excellent. Good stuff. Well, literally, literally living our dream, Patrick. He? he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, one day, one day, Rich will get will get invited onto the TV. I don't know what for. Probably Crime Watch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Say. We've got a lot of bad, uh, <laughs> a lot of skeletons in the cupboard. I might better find yourself for TV. That's that's next week. That's next week. The skeletons <laughs> in the in the fear at Avon Valley, um, which we're looking forward to. But yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much, uh, Ben and Rich, and we'll be back very very soon. Take care, everyone. Cheers, Thanks for listening. Everyone. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. Show me just what Soul to me.